Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. Your host, as always, is Fred. Our desire is to encourage, exhort, and educate on biblical prayer through this podcast. The mission of the podcast is to help everyone God allows us to help achieve a growing, biblical, dynamic, and satisfying prayer life. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, you can reach us at freerangeprayer at gmail.com. If you would like, you can make a positive review wherever you get your podcast. That would be appreciated. Welcome to today's episode of Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Fred, and as long as the Lord wills it, I'm the host of the podcast. The purpose of the podcast is to help facilitate sincere, biblical, soul-satisfying prayer and to make of that a prayer life. We've mentioned in various and sundry ways. I love that phrase, various and sundry. But anyway, we've mentioned those things in the past that our prayer lives are ultimately to glorify God. That's the ultimate reason we pray. Our prayer lives, chiefly then, are to bring us into a greater and greater conformity to His will. And we're using the Jonathan Edwards taxonomy of reasons, of motivations. Our first motivation is actually or will become the glory of God. And then the second, that's the ultimate motivation. And then the chief motivation is conformity to his will. Now for us, our prayer lives draw us closer to God. And that's kind of the reward for us. It's an increasing intimacy with God. Our prayer lives are instrumental, in fact, in our experience of eternal life here on earth. We've talked about that before as well. In summary, even though we named early on prayer as just talking to God, it's more than just talking to God. It has temporal or right now consequences or import, and it has eternal import. So even though it is a talk with God, it's a special talk with God. I would pray, we would pray to encourage you to talk to God and as you develop your prayer life, it will grow and continually morph into mature prayer. And we have also posited that our soul, our new inner man, longs for that type of prayer life and that being biblical, sincere, and soul-sustaining and that which brings us into an intimate position with God. Now, that's a tall order, I know, but prayer, but growth in prayer, prayer is natural The growth is inevitable, and it's accelerated by consistency. In fact, you've probably read there are various ways that the Bible compares its impact on our spiritual growth to food for our physical bodies. To put the point in negative terms, though, it seems clear to me that the analogy can be carried even further in that without the Word of God, our spiritual growth will be stunted. We will grow, we will pray, but without God's Word and consistency in that as well, our growth is stunted. And that's the exact same thing with prayer. The lack of consistency will slow our growth. Now today, I wanted to do a short devotional on praying for people you love or you who have had an impact on your life, but people you don't see anymore. So you love them and don't see them, or they've had an impact at one point in your life and, and you don't contact with have any contact with them anymore. And I know this has never happened on the podcast before, and it's actually never happened in my life before, but sort of got carried away. This is going to be a two-part devotional. I'm finding great personal satisfaction breaking down what I do 
in prayer and the underlying reasons I do what I do, prayer, many of which I didn't even realize until now. So for me, my prayer life is growing as well, and my joy is growing, and even there's new revelation for me as to why I pray the way I pray. And all that has come since I started doing the podcast. Because in a close look at prayer, I move to examine my own prayer life even closer than I ever have before. And there's things that I didn't even think of or know. Part of our satisfaction in prayer and joy, at least for me, but I, I would believe it would be anyone who participates in it. Part of that satisfaction comes from remembering loved ones and all those who've made a positive impact in my Christian life. And in fact, I have a page in my prayer journal with the list of all the pastors that I've ever sat under. And I pray for them every day as well. And in fact, I have a set of general prayers that I pray specifically for each one of those every day on one of those guys. And there have been other people, obviously, in my life who've impacted my Christian life, and it's good to remember them. We realize that the community of the family of God is a community no matter where they are or when we last talk to them. We have as our connective tissue the fact that we have God as our Heavenly Father, and that keeps us all, again, in our family unit. Now, I've been asked before by people that I have talked to after I've talked to them for a long time, and I've talked to them about praying for them. Many of them have said, how do you pray for me when we haven't talked in years? How do you know what to pray for? Now, certainly, and obviously, I may not know fully what their prayer requests might be or have been during those years, but the answer is actually pretty straightforward. If I've known them for even a little time, and if they were close to me at all, then I know something of their needs and their hopes and their goals. So I'm able to pray those for them. But quite not, not maybe not quite so obvious is, for instance, in my life, there are some cases, there are people that I remember who are actually not in pen and ink on my prayer list. But when I think of them, and I think of them often, I pray for them. For instance, we had one gal in training that I trained at my last job, And she was a young woman. She was smart, articulate, a Christian, and desirous of helping others. I imagine she still is. Uh, But for reasons that we, her and I, never talked about, she had real self-esteem issues and struggled with negative emotions a lot. And it was truly causing her pain. Now, when I was a trainer, it was the corporate setting, but I tried not to just have shallow relationships with the people I trained. So built into our classroom time were discussions discussions with the individuals, and discussions with the group. And some of those kind of informal discussions, we talked about work a little bit, but we talked about just stuff most of the time. The result for this particular agent was that I was able to see more clearly than she saw how many positive attributes she had in her life. And after we talked a little while and got to know each other a little bit, I made it a point for the rest of the time she was in training and even while she was in the production floor, to remind her of those qualities and try to catch her being outstanding, which she was most of the time. And when I caught her, I was able to commend her for what she did. And those times seemed to really build her up, which was terrific. And she stayed with us for about a year. And then she left when she wanted to, when she thought she needed to. But she did very well, and she left when she was ready. When I think of her, 
I pray for her, and I pray that she's still carrying with her those positive truths about her life, which would give her confidence. She was a terrific person, and she should have confidence. But that's my prayer. And I think often of people that I've worked with or those that I've been around, one of these days I might tell you why, it's, uh, why a good memory is a blessing and a curse. But for today, I pray for them as I think about them. So one of the categories that I have that I pray for people that I haven't seen in a long time is that I'm able to pray as I remember them. So I make their memory, their special memory, a prayer prompt for me. Now, the people that I do have a relationship with or have had in the past a relationship with, many times they are asked and have asked me for prayer for their loved ones for salvation. In fact, I have a specific group in my prayer book who've asked me to pray for their parents or their children or friends or grandchildren. And even the ones I haven't seen for a long time, I still pray for the salvation because that is obviously the most important thing in life and something that, by and large, they care about or they wouldn't ask to be prayed about, correct? And so after some years and after not hearing from them, I had to uh, initiate a system that I was able to, um, because my prayer list kept growing longer and longer, so I had to initiate a system that I was able to kind of take care of some of those things and some of those people that I haven't seen for a long time. So my principle has always been once I hit the 1,000 mark for the prayers that I pray for their loved ones, if I haven't heard anything about them, then I begin to thank the Lord and uh, for what his will was or is. And I still pray for them, but uh, for a thousand more times, uh, more prayers, I pray for their salvation and then thank the Lord for his will in their lives. And then that way I'm I'm not even as frustrated as I sometimes get not knowing the answers to prayers. But that way I can keep things manageable. Now, some friends that I had were once so close or did such a service for me that I pray for their requests much more than a thousand times. And if I get to any point where I despair of ever hearing from that person again, I do total the times I prayed from whatever I prayed for them because those people who are really close, obviously I pray for more than the salvation of their parents for instance. But I total up the total times I've prayed for them, and I begin to thank God for them for whatever the answer might have been or still might be in his will. And then I re-record the person's name in my little prayer book, and I add the addendum to the, to the end of it, lifetime. And my plan after that is to pray for that person for the rest of my life. And if there's still something that I know was on their heart and was needed, I pray that. And then I pray the general prayers that we're going to talk about next time, or one of them that we're going to talk about next time, in a rotating basis. So that I have a mixture of praying for God's will while thanking Jesus for them, and also praying the biblical passage, passages. And that gives me, at least I feel like, a pretty thorough coverage of prayer for them. And so I do feel comfortable before God saying, earnestly that I pray for them, and I try to pray for them every day. Now, next time, we're going to look at one of my favorite passages that I use for the purpose of praying for people when I don't know exactly what they need. And like I said, I have several that are on rotation, but I think that that ability to pray God's word for them, even if I haven't talked to them, makes my prayers feel meaningful and appropriate, which is important because if we don't think what we're doing is meaningful or appropriate, there's actually no reason to do them. Today's episode obviously took a little different direction. 
but it turned out, at least for me, edifying, and prayerfully it will be edifying to everyone who listens to it. So it was a little bit different because I hadn't thought about those people that I pray right off, you know, like off the cuff for. I didn't think about that when I, when I first um, wrote this devotional. To finish for today, I'm very often self-conscious about how it sounds to other people when I share aspects of my prayer life. Times I fear I might be seen as prideful. However, there is a biblical principle which I have to confess to you guys, and that actually helps give me perspective, and hopefully it will help you with that perspective as well. But it's from Paul, and it comes from 1 Corinthians 9, and the verses are 16 and 17. And Paul says, For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for I am under compulsion, for woe is me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this voluntarily, I have a reward. But if, against my will, I have a stewardship entrusted to me. And as you remember, if you've heard the podcast before, we do use the New American Standard Bible, the 1977 version. Now, it's difficult for me to explain this concept, how I feel about this concept. And I don't claim any direct contact with God except through his word. But I do feel under compulsion to pray in the manner that I do, and for the people that I pray for. There's no reward for me. Like Paul, I'm under compulsion to do it. That's not a reward. But there is that felt stewardship. That's why I love that passage so much. And I truly do thank God in humility for all that stewardship, for what that means to be able to pray for people and to pray continually. Oh, and by the way, we do know there is reward, great reward, great joy and peace and fulfillment in prayer experiencing eternal life. We've talked about that. So it's not like there's no reward, but I think the point is there's no specific reward that I can boast in because I'm doing something that I am constrained to do. It's what the old King James word, that's what it used. And I also believe that I'm called to teach and to encourage and to exhort in actually all the aspects of the Christian life, at least to the fullest that I'm able to the people who are around me. And so my prayer life isn't limited to the prayer closet, but it's actually open and laid bare in every way to everyone who knows me. And I do hope in the moment that I talk about prayer and that I talk about personally how I pray, that it is an exhortation or an encouragement or perhaps even an education for other people. And in fact, I found it's great encouragement to me when someone tells me they're praying for me. So I tell people I pray for them in part to encourage them. Thank you again for listening today. Next time, we're going to look at Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. That's one of those examples of praying through a passage for my loved ones that I have no contact with or haven't had for a long time. Until then, I would urge you by the power of the Holy Spirit to pray for all who you love, no matter how long ago it's been since you have known them or even talked to them. So keep praying for them. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you, and he also will bring it to pass. And for today, I do want to add with Paul, brethren, pray for us. That's the next verse. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Free Range Preacher. 
We hope you enjoyed it and will join us for our next broadcast coming up soon. For Fred and myself, this is Richard Durrington saying, make it a godly fun-filled day.